So I'm going to try to start off some good stuff. So here's first. I'm going to do a bit of a warning, and then I'm going to do a bit of an encouragement out of Psalm 27, what we just did. So two things, and then we'll see what happens with lab time. The first one is I want to, I want to, beware, I want to just say this, to beware of a core spirit. That's a play on these letters, C, O, and R. I believe the enemy of our souls wants us operating in a wrong spirit. All of us are being motivated by some spirit. We just are. We are being motivated somehow. Instead of operating by the Holy Spirit, the flesh will often operate by other spirits. Okay? We're being motivated and animated and stirred and agitated by something other than the Holy Spirit. So everyone that's unsaved, according to Ephesians 2, is operating under the influence of the spirit of disobedience, is what it says, that's in the, in the earth. And so every unbeliever, I'm telling you, I'm not saying they're demonized, but they are demon-influenced. That's good Bible. The Bible, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, says the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. And so everyone's interacting with and being influenced by spirits. And so what I'm trying to say to you as believers is make sure you're being moved by, led by, motivated by the Holy Spirit. Because there are different spirits. And um, I want to highlight a couple, three of them. There's multiple that I could talk about. But I want to talk about these C-O-R. Number one, a critical spirit. Two, an offended spirit. And three, a religious spirit. These three are so on my heart, it dropped in my heart on Monday or Tuesday to share with you about a critical spirit, an offended spirit, a religious spirit being major quenchers for us being a people led by the Holy Spirit. Let's say a couple words about each one of them, and then you pray about them, okay? But a critical spirit, I believe, is a fault-finding spirit rooted in pride that disguises itself as discernment. I'm going to say it again. Critical spirit is a fault-finding spirit rooted in a haughty, by the way, just pride that disguises itself often as I'm just being discerned. The Holy Spirit brings pure, clean, painful conviction. And it's wonderful. A critical spirit brings condemnation. That's how you can tell the difference between them. And I want to warn you about having a critical spirit, especially as you learn about things in the spirit, in the word of God. It's like you're equipped more to discern between right and wrong, between what's life and what's death. And that's all good. We need to do that. But we're always on the precipice of getting into a critical spirit. Listen, especially you reformers. That's what I think this room fills up with is a bunch of people that are into Reformation. I almost apologize to my kids who've had to walk around in the United States. It's always so dramatic with me. I mean, 100,000 years of revival, Jesus coming back, and I, I can't help myself. I, one of my gifts is the Spirit being dramatic, right? But I believe we're a reformer. Let's, let's change. Let's, I, I just, it's in me. It's a prophetic spirit. The church, we could do better. We don't have to be Ishmael. We can be Isaac. We can be organic and family and not audience and whatever, and, and all of that's true, but I have been on the verge of and have slipped into a critical spirit so many times because it linked into my ego, and suddenly I wanted to feel better than the other people around me, so I was fault-finding stuff in them 
proving that my move in my life was better than theirs. I'm sorry about that. Has anybody else ever struggled with it? Especially us come outside the church, reformers, and I want, I hope we'll go full throttle with the reformation of what God's doing. But I'm telling you, we're on the verge regularly of a critical spirit that will be the opposite of Jesus' love for his bride because he is radically patient with you and he's more patient than you can imagine with the people you're criticizing. You do not have to affirm their weaknesses that you discern, but listen, you know you're in the Holy Spirit and linked with Jesus when you see a problem in somebody's life and then it drives you to prayer not to gossip. If you... If it doesn't first drive you to prayer, I guess something's off. It's not connected to the Lord Jesus. It's almost like, you know, it's weird when you find, oh, I found a fault in that person, especially somebody that hadn't been super nice to you. And then you're like, yes, I got one ups, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden you're just glad that, and I was like, Jesus is so patient with us, isn't he? He's so loving with us. And so I think he wants us to actually see with his eyes, issues in other people, so that we can first pray and then go edify so that they're liberated. He doesn't want to give you a list so you can be seen as better than that. And so, if you're doing that, then you've got an issue with your identity. You've got to get settled and be okay with who the Father says we are. Then we can love people that have got issues. And listen, I want to say this, especially your enemies. Especially your enemies. Because Jesus turns this whole thing upside down. He won't let us hate our enemies. We're going to love them. We're going to bless them, pray for them, take them to a meal. There's a, it's a bizarre thing. And so a critical spirit has no room in a believer and will quench the life of the Holy Spirit. An offended spirit is a wounded spirit that lives in confused hurt and pain. I should have asked, added, justified and confused, hurt, and pain. An offended spirit is really, and I, I got some, I got some uh, experience with this one. I really do, because I've been a public figure. And then I had a bunch of kids, and all of them have opinions. And they really applaud me in seasons, and then there's other seasons they're not as happy with me. And it causes offense. In my heart, like, are you kidding me? You're not going to give me more honor than you're all I've done for you, and you're not going And you start feeling that offended spirit, and listen, if you struggle with an offended spirit, you're in really good, weak company, because the greatest man ever born of women was struggling with an offended spirit. Who am I talking about? John the Baptist. Read Matthew 11. I didn't have time to should just talk on that chapter alone. But John the Baptist, whose whole life is about, he's the one, is sending some of his disciples to go ask Jesus, while he's in prison, are you the one? He's at the end of his ministry, and is a, and so Jesus sends the guys back, you remember, and says, tell me, so loving, so patient, I love it. Because he talks about him being the greatest man born of women after this encounter. Jesus so loves his heart, even though he's struggling, just like he does with us. But he says, tell me what you've seen. Jesus at that time, healed the sick. Given that the deaf were hearing and the blind were seeing, just for telling all this is happening. And then tell me one more thing. Do you remember? He gave a ninth beatitude. Blessed is he who's not offended on account of me. 
a nice beatitude. He's giving eight in Matthew chapter five. But he is tell John the Baptist, I do get all this. He'll know. He'll remember the Bible verses. He'll remember Isaiah 61. He'll go, oh yeah, he's the Messiah. He does these miracles. But tell him something else. I'm so concerned for his spirit. Because, you know, I don't know what Jesus knew or didn't know, but John the Baptist is not only in prison like he didn't think he would be, and he might have thought Jesus was about to take over, and he wasn't doing that, but John the Baptist is about to be beheaded because of a, a promise at a, over a lustful dance at a party. Does anybody know that? It's the most ridiculous way to die ever. And you're trying to get offended. This was a chance for him to be offended. And I'm telling you, I, want to, I just want to warn you about this. I want to warn you, and I want to, warn, I want to call you to be honest about it. Many believers are offended at God but haven't admitted it yet. Because life didn't go the way they thought. The promise didn't manifest the way the delay came. People did whatever it is, we get offended at God. Because in the back of your mind, you know he's the sovereign one. Why didn't he keep that from happening? Why didn't he make this happen? And so many of us are dealing with it. He says, blessed are you if you're not offended by me because I'm going to make it all make sense one day. I'm going to make it all make sense one day and you're going to have to surrender and allow all these bizarre circumstances to happen and then there's the warning not to be offended with one another. And so if you walk on planet Earth, you care a little bit about people around you, you're going to get offended. It's just going to happen. And it's what you do with that offense that's going to determine whether you can stay in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is quick to forgive and to extend trust again. An offended spirit walks in suspicious distrust. I've noticed that I've got no ground with enemies. And when I say enemies, I've heard a guy talking about this. It's so good. If we think enemies is the guy we don't know that likes something bad about the enemies is usually people in our house or friends, whatever, they used to like us that don't anymore and say bad stuff about us. You know, that's, I think, the context of what Jesus, his own disciples became enemies of this. And so, what do you do with that? I tell you, when someone gets offended, they then stop trusting you, and then there's nothing you can do that's going to convince them of good and things coming out of your mouth. Does anybody notice that? Like, when trust is gone, then there's no, they won't listen to anything I say, won't even Look at my heart anymore. And it's because usually there's an offense, a root of offense down there. So I'm going to warn you about that and pray you to pray about that. Last is a religious spirit. Religious spirit is a work-based spirit that lives in slavery to performance. It's a work-based spirit that lives in slavery to performance. The Holy Spirit, watch the sentence, the Holy Spirit develops sonship in the finished work of grace found in Jesus, while a religious spirit lives under the torment of never doing enough in the flesh. The religious spirit is focused on you and everybody around you performing and doing it by the flesh. The Holy Spirit focuses on Jesus has done it all. And so when you're in the performance, you're never going to do enough. I still feel like I'm draining this out and I wasn't even a guy who grew up in church very much. But I feel this temptation to get on the hamster's wheel and do enough, do enough, do enough. And then he reminds me, what are you doing? I've done enough. Get off the hamster wheel, receive what I've given you, and begin to be set free and walk out what I put in your heart. But a religious spirit is so familiar 
It's so familiar in the body of Christ, and it comes in Baskin Robbins, 103 kind of flavors. I don't know what the number is. But it will come in so many different flavors to twist your mind. The devil, if he can't keep you from Jesus, he's going to twist and give you a counterfeit Jesus. If he can't keep you from the Holy Spirit, he's going to try to bring a counterfeit spirit. This one looks more noble than these others. A critical spirit and offended spirit are kind of eh in the upper. A religious spirit looks like it's from God. It's not. It's what the Pharisees were operating in, and it caused them to kill Jesus. The religious spirit will end up, it will end up betraying and killing that that comes out from the spirit. And so we've got to be aware, listen to me, the religious spirit is bigger than, I don't know what I think about tongues. <laughs> it's not that. A religious spirit is this, it's this thing that's working from the flesh. It's law-based living, okay? And it's rooted in slavery, man. Too many believers are slaves, trying to get God to like them, trying to get their conscience clean. God already likes you, and his blood cleans your conscience. No matter sins, past, present, and future, when you enter in repentance and faith, you can have that. And so beware of these three things. I want to counterfeit. I want to steal the life of the Spirit. Father, I pray.